Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is a nightcap here on Beeson as the Utah Jazz. Five-point dogs hmm. get it done tonight. They hit uh, 22 threes this evening. 110-104, the Mavericks win 22 of 47 from three as the Golden State Warriors currently trail by six. That one late in the second quarter. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray, and uh, let's keep the NFL draft conversation going And last year, right around this time, we had a gentleman by the name of Benjamin Solak on the program, and he said, my favorite bet is J.C. Horn to be the first defensive player selected in the 2021 draft. Sure enough, Sean, with the eighth pick in last year's draft, J.C. Horn goes to the Panthers. We cashed that ticket. He cashed that ticket, and he's kind enough to join us again. Catch him at the ringer. Uh, Also, check out the NFL uh, show podcast as well. Benjamin, always a pleasure, man. Uh, Let's uh, let's jump right into it. Do you see a bit of a surprise at number one? There's a lot of buzz, a lot of steam growing. I jumped in on the train at Trayvon Walker plus 350. Walker Hutchinson won. What's your feel here about two weeks out? Yeah, those those plus 300 and better tickets, I think, look nice. I'd be stunned if we get the number uh, better than that at any time going forward for Trayvon Walker. 
Uh, to me, at this point, it might as well be even money between Walker and Hutchinson. You can still get Walker at plus money. And so at any point, I think if you want some fun exposure on the first overall pick, which it's rare that we get a, a big question mark at one overall, well, Walker would be the bet that I'd be taking. The Jags are clearly a divided house. There's, you know, we've heard the rumors that GM Trent Bulky loves Trayvon Walker, reminds him of Alden Smith, who he drafted in San Francisco. We know that Doug Peterson's the head coach there, and he had the great offensive tackles when he was in Philadelphia. We know that this is just generally a discombobulated, or discombobulated organization. So you should not be betting into this market with degrees of certainty. You shouldn't be you know, saying number one overall pick I know who it is, because I don't think the Jags know who it is or maybe won't know until they really turn the card in. But I think the GM really likes Walker, and I think Walker should be about a 50% maybe a slight favorite. So me plus 200, yeah, I'm still on the train. Well, first of all, Benjamin, let me give you your flowers, you know, while you're still here to get them. That was a heck of a call last year because there was some very interesting conversations about where J.C. Horn ranked simply at his position. A lot of people thought Pat Sertain, Greg Newsom, you know, were just as good, if not better. Of course, Caleb Farley had the, the medical concerns, so a heck of a call, not just to be the first cornerback, but the first defensive player. And I agree with you on Jacksonville at number one. I've still been told that Evan Neal – and Iki Akwanu are not yet ruled out of the picture. Right. But moving past that, let's switch over to quarterback for just one second. What's the latest that you've heard? I guess the roulette wheel will start at number six with Carolina, but what have you heard regarding that sixth pick and overall about the total number of quarterbacks you think that get selected? Yeah, so the message we get right now, if you look and you read the tea leaves of what, GM Scott Fitterer has said in Carolina, and then what people who are plugged into the Panthers say, I don't think it's a quarterback instead. I'd be surprised if it was. Uh, the Panthers have had a different starting left tackle for the last, like, 96 years, I think the streak is. It's not like eight. It's a really, really long streak. Uh, they need to solve that, and they know they need to solve that. It's a good class. They need a left tackle with Evan Neal out of Alabama, Ike Aquanu out of North Carolina State, which the Panthers have not drafted a significant player from North Carolina State in quite some time, local local school. Uh, and then also Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. So it's a good draft to need a guy. You can stay at six or Fitterer used to work in, C- in, uh, in Seattle under the Seahawks, under John Schneider, and they love to trade back in the first round. And Scott Fitterer has made it clear that he will trade back. They do not have a second-round pick or a third-round pick this year. Because of the Sam Darnold trade and the, uh, the uh, I think it was the Stephon Gilmore trade. Don't quote me on that one. But they don't have a second and a third this year. So you may be looking at, at a trade back spot for Carolina. Accordingly to me, the first quarterback spot becomes eight to the Falcons. I think they're very much on the table to draft quarterback. Seattle at nine should not be ruled out. Washington at 11 should not be ruled out. The Saints at both 16 and 19 or with a trade up should not be uh, uh, ruled out. I think we're going to see. Three guys go in the first round. I think we're going to see Malik Willis out of Liberty, Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati, and then one of Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett. Uh, most likely Pickett, but Matt Corral right now is like minus 150 to go first round. So set the number at three and a half. I personally think we get it to three. I don't think the league will be tripping over themselves to get to this quarterback class, even with the advantage of the fifth-year option. But I do think we see two go, go in the late tens, early teens. And I would hang my hat on those two being uh, Malik Willis, out of Liberty, and then Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. Well, Ben, I, I, you saying that gets me to this next prop that is out there. We, For the first time today, uh, saw over-unders on draft positions for quarterbacks. We had not seen it through this entire process until today, and a couple different books had them out there. 
Uh, and Kenny Pickett was set at 10 and a half. I, I initially, and I told you this, Sean, I initially bet at plus 180, Kenny Pickett, first quarterback selected because of all the smoke to Carolina. I don't feel great about that bet anymore. Uh, I kind of want to get off of it. Over 10 and a half. Now, you got to lay a price of like minus 170, Ben, but how, how confident do you feel that there could be a drop coming for Kenny Pickett on draft day? Yeah, I have over nine and a half on Pickett. I want to say it's also minus 170. Um, the draft is a, is, a, is a tricky market. We usually are very scared of juice, and appropriately so mm-hmm. in the sports betting world. But when we bet the draft, we should not be scared of juice uh, because uh, these markets have to get juiced significantly. And when we have confidence, we should be willing to bet into juice. Manage your bankroll, but we should be willing to bet into juice. And this is one of the situations where you tell me where Kenny Pickett's going in the top 10, if not to the Panthers at six. Because the Panthers' connection is David Tepper, is the owner, he's a pit donor. Uh, you know, uh, Matt Rule is the head coach. He was at Temple. He recruited Kenny Pickett when he was a high schooler. But then besides that connection, we, the, the, the Seahawks brought Ritter in, right? The Falcons have brought everybody in. Nobody here is dedicating themselves to Kenny Pickett, who is objectively a low-ceiling quarterback. He is not as high-ceiling of a guy as Malik Wilson, and that's typically the dude that gets drafted highly when we get to NFL draft time. So if it's not the Panthers at six, yeah, over 10.5 to me is a very – very friendly bet. I don't want to be betting into minus 170, but if I have to, I will. I'm going to, like I said, manage my bankroll, but I'm very happy to, to make that bet at a decent size and then take the projected winnings and put on maybe a long shot, put on something that has really, really, you know, fun long odds and feel like, all right, at the very least, I'm breaking even and I'm still taking a fun flyer. And so to me, take it over 10 and a half is absolutely a spot to hit. I would be surprised if he goes top 10. Benjamin Solak, NFL writer for The Ringer, host of The Ringer's NFL pod. Here on the nightcap. Benjamin, I'm going to put the pressure on you right quick because I'm like you. I just (laughs) think this is going to be a fascinating draft, particularly because I really don't know what's going to happen. I know what I would do, but I've learned that that's not generally and typically what happens come draft day. What right now are you most sure about regarding the 2022 NFL draft? Talking bets or you're talking players? Players. Draft. Spots. Players. Uh, I think that we have a talented and deep class at wide receiver, at corner, and at safety. I think we're going to get impact players in those positions outside of the first round. One of the things that you'll hear draft prognosticators and, and you know, league sources say is they'll say, oh, it's a deep class. What they mean to say by that is it's, it's not a good class at the top, right? It's a nice way of saying the top 10 is weak. But there's a nugget of truth buried in there, and that nugget is that because we're still dealing with the extra eligibility years of COVID, this is a really, really deep class. So it's a really old class. There's a lot of 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds in this class. There's a lot of fifth-year seniors, sixth-year seniors who would have come out and been on seventh-round pick who instead went back and they're a fifth-round pick or a fourth-round pick. Or they're a Kenny Pickett who was not going to be an early pick at all and played himself into round one. Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati was not going to be an early pick, played himself into round one. Aiden Hutchinson was not going to be a first-round pick. Trayvon Walker was not going to be a first-round pick. This extra year helps a lot of guys improve their draft stock. And so I think you do see a lot of depth and the potential for starters in rounds three, four, and even into round five. And the three positions that are the strongest to me there are wide receiver. You got guys like Khalil Shakir out of Boise State, Alex Pierce out of Cincinnati. I like corner, where you got guys like Marcus Jones out of Houston. You got Zion McCollum out of Sam Houston State. And I really like safety, uh, where you got guys like Nick Cross out of Maryland. Um, who's another good name for you? Oh, the Baylor kid, Jalen Petrie, right? These are guys that I would be tripping over myself to get with a round three pick because 
they're quality players. They're going to be good special teamers. They're going to be good rotational guys for you. And those players matter come playoff time, come injuries, you need to step into new roles. So it is a deep class. And, so, and those particular positions to me are impressive and exciting. You know, Benjamin, I like when we have smart people on here because you make me look even smarter. <laughs> and when it comes to ranking the quarterbacks, I have Sam Howell now as my number one quarterback, mainly because of what you just said. It did not take him an extra year to become a productive elite football player. He did it from the time he stepped foot in UNC. And the only year he had that was down, and his down year was better than almost everybody else's best year, was when they took all of his guys and they all went to the National Football League. So Sam Howell, to me, is going to end up being the best quarterback in this class. You've got about a minute left. I'm going to give you a trade. You tell me if you do it. If you're Scott Fitterer, you, you trade the sixth pick to the Eagles for the 15th pick, their second-round pick, and Gardner Minshew. Oh, Bob Philly? I'm, yeah. yeah. Uh, ooh, I mean, I'm, if the Eagles are taking it, it's because they like Malik Willis and they want to make him the quarterback of the future. And if they believe in the guy, I don't fault them for it. But I would be surprised if the Eagles would take it just because the Eagles seem to be building for the long term. Uh, with that said, if I can not trade up in the first round and just like you send me a second for Gardner Minshew, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Hey, Ben, real quick, uh, I'm going to do two quick ones in 30 seconds. Just say un- over, under. Kyle Hamilton, over, under, nine and a half. It breaks my heart, but over. He deserves to go to the top ten. Incredible player. I think he's going to do one of the steals of the draft. But at this point, the writing's on the wall. He's going to be a pick in the team. Sauce Gardner, over, under, seven and a half. Under. Uh, the yeah. Jets apparently love him. The Giants apparently love him. That's three picks in the top seven. Uh, we're also hearing Derek Stingley. Uh, the corner out of LSU yep. is potentially a top 10 pick, and that tells me the teams in the back half of the top 10 don't think Sauce is going to make it. There he is. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never see me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prove your fighting spirit with the Playoffs Challenge, presented by Medella. Play free fantasy hoops in the eight-part contest series and compete for your share of four grand per contest. Head to DraftKings.com slash now to get in on the action. Medella, prove your fighting spirit. Golden State Warriors leading 57-51 over the Denver Nuggets with eight seconds to go in the opening half. And... My Washington Capitals. Are we gonna are we gonna take down the Colorado Avalanche here tonight, Sean? Looks like it could potentially have it. I'm a, I'm I'm not. But gonna... it's two two now. Oh, Avs tied it up. Ah, dang. Yeah, about twelve minutes, and yeah. the Avs are on the power play. That's not good. I was hoping. I was hoping the Caps, who clinched the playoff berth, they were to beat the Avs tonight. Oh boy, you should load up on the Golden Knights on Wednesday. Caps are coming to town tonight. Play the Knights on Wednesday. They are going to have a good old time. Well, it depends what happens with the Knights with the mighty New Jersey Devils that they're struggling with <laughs> right now down 1-0. What is up with this Knights team? By the way, I uh, I will be off Wednesday. I'm going to see my Caps in person. Did you ask me? Could you take off? I, I didn't. You're not my boss. Okay. Just like You me. just don't know it yet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hey, what'd you get me from Texas? I mentioned you. I saw like a tall, like lanky, gangly, mm-hmm. white guy with red hair. I was like, hey, you look like my co-host, Tim Murray. Mm. He was like, I know him. He's the guy from the nightcap. I was like, yeah. We worldwide, baby. You are so full of it. We are worldwide. We are. Yeah. We are. All right. Um, the Ginger Genius and Big Kane. What do you got going on today? You got any hockey tonight? Yeah, I have uh, the Canucks who are up 2-1. I have the Kraken who are down 2-1. And I have Vegas on the puck line, and they're down 1-0. So needless to say, there's still hope. But I don't have my peacock outfit at the front of the closet right now. But it's also not at the cleaners either. So we'll see. It would help if uh, the Lightning, I mean the uh, Knights, could start treating the Devils like what they are, which is a catfish. Knights got to stop messing around, man. They're gonna uh, who miss, are you telling? They're going to miss out on the playoffs. 
I mean, they're in, they're not in great shape right now. They're as, in terrible shape, as we all know. More importantly, on the baseball diamond, uh, I have I had the Cubs today to beat the Rays. They that came in. I have the Rockies, who I think are up four one, going into the bottom of the eighth. I have the uh, Astros, who I think who I think are seven three something like that seven two, and then I have the Padres. They're three one right now, so I need to win all four of those games. By the way, I was sitting on my cord. Sound was going in and out, so that's why I looked like I was, you know, reaching. I was. I needed the cord to be removed from my. Uh, I think most people are used to that expression. It's kind of like a commonality with you. With my what? No, when you sit next to this high Tulane academic grad, kind of looking flustered. What? Well, you're saying you were looking flustered because your IFB. No, I you was, had sat on it. I was and it reaching was, behind. It looked right. like I was picking a wedge. But I, what I was when right. Was but I was saying people are used to that face. Okay, sure. This onslaught mm-hmm. of expertise that you get every day. My God, I mean, I got, I got, I got, I got to take off Wednesday. I mean, this is <laughs> getting out of control, out of control. All right. Uh, you wait till Devin Lloyd goes in the top five. That was Bruce Feldman. That's, nope. That said what? That he would go top five. On this show, I had him in my mock draft at four. We, did, are you? Oh. Do you have amnesia? I don't know. Let me go look it up. I we wrote, had Bruce Feldman on the show. His mock draft two weeks ago oh. had him going top five. Well, I give credit to Bruce then for knowing that. <laughs> I didn't remember that, but I didn't remember that. But let me see. It was like the whole reason we had Bruce Feldman on the show. Oh, good was, job, Bruce. <laughs> I'm not trying to steal any credit from Bruce. Uh, look, all yeah. I care about is if Devin Lloyd goes top 10, I'm yeah. doing it. You know me. I give credit where credit is due. I, I know. Well, I just need to remind you there, Sir Brilliance, that we had someone who came on the show. Yeah. Bruce is my guy, too. I, I know. He's, he's fantastic. And immediately that night, I went and made a 14-1 to bet that he'd be top 10. Yeah. I, I, on everything, that didn't cross my mind when I did. Uh, I don't think. By I the would, way, the Caps just scored. They're there we go, Caps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Knights have zero still. But I don't know how Devin Lloyd gets in your top in the top ten. But I could see top ten. Or sorry, top five, top ten. Top five is really tricky. Top I, 10, I hope I he falls to the Bucks. That ain't happening. Yeah, that ain't happening. I wish there. I wanted him to be at a better price to be the top linebacker selected. That is. But as Ben Solak just said, sometimes you got to be willing to eat some juice. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the market's still slowly matriculating out. And uh, Sean's going to get into his uh, the peripherally uh, quarterbacks when you look yeah. at Corral, you look at Ritter, and uh, you've got some tweaks. Yeah. But I, I want to go back to just rehash what Ben was talking about. A couple bets. So on Friday, we talked about Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. We tweeted that out today. Uh, sorry, Kyle Hamilton, I beg your pardon. I, I look at all these mocks now. Once again, if there's a trade-up, and I said this on Friday's show, you said it too. If there's a trade-up, that's where we get in trouble. If the top 10 stays the way that it is, or top 9, I don't know where Kyle Hamilton goes in the top 9. He visited with Washington today. That makes a lot of sense there at 11. I think Washington would be up for drafting him or one of the wide receivers, maybe Drake London at a USC. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know where he goes in the top nine, but as you pointed out, the safety position is kind of that, I don't want to say icing on the cake, but it's that here's what a couple, finishing piece. Here's what a couple D coordinators told me. Okay. 
I can be a really good defense with two high football IQ veteran guys playing safety. Well, look at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Eric Weddle was pulled out of retirement and that's, started. Right. That's not a position where people feel like you have to utilize high draft capital to solidify. And that's where I go with you with Kyle Hamilton about him not testing great. It kind of takes him out of the conversation now just for that alone, no matter how good of a player he was on the field, and I think he's going to be, because he's not so transcendent, he's not Sean Taylor, you know, he's not one of those guys, most teams are going to shy away from because the, 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 the secondary coach and the coordinator are sitting in the player evaluations and they're saying, uh, you know, we'd love to have him, but there's some other deficiencies on the team that we can fill with elite talent that we can't get anywhere else. I'm going to tell you what makes this or what will turn this into the most fascinating draft we've seen in a long time. If Jacksonville and Houston both go offensive line. Mm-hmm. If Jacksonville goes Evan Neal or Akuanu at one and Houston goes the other one at three, to me, that's where the draft turns into like something that we can't even imagine. Well, let's do that exercise right now, real quickly. All right, Jacksonville goes Iki Aquano, just because I'd rather talk that into existence. Send Hutchinson to Detroit. Hutchinson to just Detroit. for the Michigan. Yeah. Same, just boom. Texans go Evan, Evan Neal. Neal. Okay, so now at four, the Jets can get Trayvon Walker. So here's why I say it's interesting. Thibodeau, because now you're going to get trade-ups. Yes, because there's somebody sitting there that covets Trayvon Walker. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got now, Sauce Gardner sitting there at four. And it's 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 more of a manageable move to go from wherever to four than it is to from four the than two. twelve to one. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's to me what may, turns this into the NBA draft, where we're gonna have all these trades and we really don't know who traded what. <laughs> I don't understand why on the draft oh, it's so they ridiculous. they can't put up the actual trade. Like what's really happening? The NFL does it right though. Yeah. The NFL just actually you know makes a trade. The NBA just tries to complicate yeah. things. Yeah, it's like what are we doing? But I, I want to revisit something, and it's Kenny Pickett. So I I think you were you were out of town. I think it was a week or two ago, and I talked about. I placed a bet on Kenny Pickett to be the first quarterback selected at plus 180. Mm-hmm. And you know I had been the Malik Willis right. leader. Never got the ticket. Right. I got one ticket on Malik Willis. It was to be the first pick at 75-1. to 1. That ain't happening. So I've got this ticket at one unit. So it's not anything crazy. Kenny Pickett to go first quarterback. Plus 180. It's a decent mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting off of it by playing over 10.5. For Kenny Pickett, because as Ben pointed out, and the more you think about it, where's he going if he doesn't go to Carolina? And it doesn't seem like right now, Sean, he's going to Carolina. Bro, where are any of them going if they don't go to Carolina? I agree. I disagree with Benjamin that Atlanta's going quarterback at eight. I don't think they are. No, he, I don't think Seattle's. His mock didn't have that. I right, think right. He just brought it right. up. Right. And I don't think Seattle's going quarterback at nine. Nope. Like, if Carolina doesn't take a quarterback, I'm telling you, those guys are falling into the teens. New Orleans at 16? I, I just don't. They have Jameis. Jameis is still under 30. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's back from knee injury, he's still got five, six years in his prime. Pittsburgh 20? I just, I mean, I don't know. Pittsburgh 20? I don't know. I've seen some mocks. Tennessee at 26. Detroit back in at Tennessee 32. because they added Robert Woods is probably in one of the better positions to draft and stash. Yeah. So if they felt like 
Well, who could it be going sense. in the first round at the quarterback position? Sean will break down Corral and Ritter next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. And our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and only over. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN Halftime in the Bay Area. And the Golden State Warriors owning a 57-51 lead over the Denver Nuggets. Uh, your halftime line, or second half line, I should say, is Denver, or excuse me, Golden State minus 2.5, total of 108 and a half. So your pregame spread was seven. So you're looking, if you laid the seven, you're in decent shape right now with Golden State laying or up six and laying two and a half. Uh, and then the total 222 was pregame or 222 and a half, uh, depending on where you were shopping at. And uh, now that's at around 216. So uh, feeling uh, feeling in decent shape there. Sean needs the uh, Golden Knights to, uh, to figure themselves <sighs> out here. Yeah, they're frustrating me right now. I'm not quite worried. I'd like them to at least get it tied up. How much time is left in the second? Uh, 424. I'd like them to at least get it tied up, but I mean, they're capable of scoring three goals in a period, but. Colorado, by the way, has pulled their goalie. Washington leading three to two in that one. And Alex Ovechkin scored ho-hum his 48th goal of the season. He's pretty good. (laughs) And you know what's interesting about um, the Caps? They're getting good at the right time. I know. They're playing really well right now. You know, pre-All-Star break, I mean, I ain't throwing them behind the yellow tape. They just, they weren't trustworthy. Uh, you couldn't believe what they said. You couldn't believe what they text, emailed, anything. But so they've won five they out of better. six. Yeah. Won five out of six and uh, could be beating the Avalanche here momentarily. And, you know, prior to that loss to the Maple Leafs, they had a four-game stretch where they beat the Lightning, Penguins, they Bruins. Did. And Flyers, the Flyers aren't any good, but uh, they beat them nine to two. So Washington trying to uh, to snag the third seed and avoid the wild card where they'd have to play the Panthers. Still got some work to do, but they're trying to catch the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have two games in hand. So in theory, Caps win tonight. They're only a point back, and with a game in hand over uh, against Pittsburgh, very curious to see how Washington, if they win here tonight. Because they will hop on a jet. They will land here in Las Vegas, the site of their only Stanley Cup victory. Yeah, yeah. A place you like to have fun. Have not been here in a couple years. Meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out why I didn't invite the New Jersey Devils over the circle last night. (laughs) Man, they're playing like the Avs. I did not expect this to be a close game for the Knights with everything they have to play for. So once again, uh, the Knights in the NBA has gone this way with the 
Philadelphia 76ers winning and covering 112 to 97, but the under. We got a breakaway. Here we go. Oh, oh, did he miss it? Did it hit the post? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh. It's beyond rough. Jeez, it's like the second one. <laughs> this is this is embarrassing. You're, you're, you're peppering them. You're going to get one of these home. <laughs> Tomorrow? <laughs> a couple tonight would be pretty good. Uh, Dallas beat Utah one ten to one hundred four. So Dallas has a five Night point score, underdog. By the way, yeah, I told you. Yeah, it's one one. Yeah, I just wanted to get it never, tied. Never just wanted to get doubt. it tied up. Never in doubt, if, if, if possible. All right. So once again, Philly winning and covering under coming home there. Dallas winning. Uh, they were a dog. They went out right one ten one hundred four over in that one. And Golden State right now up six at the break. Second half just underway. So, Sean, we just talked about Kenny Pickett, his draft stock or his draft. Position, mm-hmm. 10 and a half. I like the over because I think there's the fall coming for Mr. Pickett. I agree. Um, and there's been some buzz out there surrounding the quarterbacks outside of Willis and Pickett. It's really been a two-horse race the whole entire time. But now you're hearing some talk about Matt Corral. hearing some talk about Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. You're hearing some talk about Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. So I gave you the homework assignment. You did to break down the two quarterbacks, because we, we already did your breakdown of Ritter and Willis. You said of neither. Pickett and, and Willis. Sorry, yes. Right. Will, uh, Pickett and Willis. Mm-hmm. Neither one had a first-round grade. Right. I want to get to North Carolina quarterback Matt Corral. Or, so, Sam, Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Um, because looking at DraftKings right now, Sam Howell to be a first-round pick is sitting at minus 120. So same odds as Desmond Ritter. Longer odds Mm -hmm. than Matt Corral at minus 150. Breakdown, UNC quarterback Sam Howell for us. Well, here's what's interesting about this draft. You have a lot of guys, and Benjamin Solak from... The Ringer, host of the Ringer NFL pod, mentioned it, and it's very pertinent. A couple of these guys, without COVID, are playing in the CFL. Kenny Pickett got an extra year because of COVID, or he's probably a CFL quarterback. Um, When you look at what Matt Corral did over the course of his career, you know, he's never thrown for 30 touchdowns in a year. Matt Corral? Yeah. You know, so ran for a bunch of this year. Yeah, he ran for eleven. Um, I think he has a great mastery of the system. I think he has good mobility. I think he has great intangibles. But I said all that to say this: Sam Howell's the only guy that's done it. Tim, watch this. In 2019, he completed 61 percent of his passes, threw for 3,641 yards, 38 touchdowns, and seven picks. In 2020, 68 percent of his passes, 3,600 yards, 30 touchdowns, and seven picks. After last year. All of his wide receivers and running backs went to the National Football League. He lost everybody. And so North Carolina came in with unrealistic expectations, in my opinion. They were never going to live up to those expectations. They had lost all of their guys. Those guys are now in the National Football League as starters. So this year, he dropped to 3,056 yards, only 24 touchdowns and nine picks. You know what no one talks about? He rushed for 828 yards and 11 touchdowns. Like Sam Howell is the known commodity. He's the quarterback in this group that we've seen done it more than just do it more than just one year. When he had NFL caliber pass catchers and running backs, people were talking about him as a number one pick. 
So what I'm not going to do now, the way I evaluate, is allow a down year where he, let's be honest, didn't have a lot of help, none of those skilled guys or anyone's draft boards, to talk me off of what I actually saw. And I think he should be commended because he could have opted out this year. You know, he could have did a whole lot of things. He played in the bowl game. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. It lets me know exactly how Sam Howell is wired. And I'm just telling you, man, hold on. Let me pull up something right quick. Malik Willis ran for over 800 yards. I bet if you ask just a random person, who are the two quarterbacks coming into this draft that ran for over 800 yards? Nobody says Sam Howell. Go watch the Notre Dame game because I know you're a big Notre Dame fan. Go watch his performance in the second half. He's really good. When they were down. Sam Howell is now my number one quarterback in this draft. Number one. Number one. If I was forced to take a quarterback, I would take Sam Howell. I think that's the one guy that's proven if you surround him with the right pieces, you can win a whole lot of football games. He's mobile enough to make plays outside of the pocket, to extend plays. He has an arm where you look at his freshman and sophomore, he can make all the necessary throws. He's tough. He's durable. Now, he's only he only measures 6'1". Six six so, of course, some people are not going to like that, but hey, uh, give me a guy that's done it multiple years at an unbelievably high level over somebody else where it's all projection. Like, I just have seen very few cases where a guy wasn't an elite player in college and became an elite player in the National Football League. And especially, you know, we're talking about guys on really good teams. Like, Pittsburgh might have the best receiver in the country. Like, they, that kid can play. Mm-hmm. You know, Ole, Ole Miss, they, they're known for having really good receivers you know I thought Malik Willis had really good skill guys for the level that Liberty's at you know Desmond Ritter you're looking at Alec Pierce Jerome Ford guys that are gonna get drafted you got a defense you know that's loaded so you're getting the ball a lot you know I'm, I'm Sam Howell is my number one quarterback now going into this draft will he go number one I I doubt it but I think teams are gonna regret it in the long run Sam Howell lost Michael Carter Javante Williams, Daz Newsom, and Deami Brown. Yep. Who we'll all start, by the way, in that and you mentioned league. And you mentioned the Notre Dame game. 341 yards, a touchdown. He did throw a bad pick in that game. I remember that. But ran for over 100 yards. The following week, Sean, <clears throat> somebody thought that UNC would beat Wake Forest. Yeah. Me. And uh, he led a <laughs> massive comeback against Wake Forest. I got to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Ran for 104 yards, two uh, touchdowns in that game. I wasn't happy about it either. So he, he can run, man. So very interesting there. We'll look at some odds. We'll also get your thoughts on Desmond Ritter. We've got a little cigar bet uh, regarding Desmond Ritter. But Sam Howell catapulting into Sean's number one quarterback spot. It's a nightcap. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Sports Betting Network. The NFL Draft, it's here in Las Vegas, less than two weeks away, a week from Thursday. We'll have extensive coverage, we'll have mock drafts. Already got one up from Matt Humans. Michael Lombardi, he's our former NFL GM on staff. We've got Sean King breaking everything down. Mike Pritchard, a first-round pick. Also, legendary broadcaster and voice of the Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give his draft best bets in our NFL Draft betting guide. Sign up today to get full access to VEASAN through the NFL Draft for only 19 bucks at VEASAN.com slash spring. One additional bet to add, as we talked about it earlier in the show, as the draft portfolio continues to grow. And I like to make sure we... Reiterate them because the juice is changing. Kyle Hamilton's juice on the over has changed. It's minus 140 now at DraftKings. Um, Over nine and a half. But we should have talked about it on Friday. We didn't. Um, So we got to give out what it currently sits at Caesars. Sauce Gardner under seven and a half, minus 150. Also, take a look at top 10. Or excuse me, top five. I beg your pardon. Uh, That's even money. Uh, Sean saying that he talked to 
four defensive coordinators in the league. I did. And all of them had Sauce Gardner as their top defensive player. Probably the top player on their board, but they don't rate offensive right. players. The defensive coordinator is not looking at Evan Neal <laughs> and Icky Quano tape. He's not. <laughs> but that is uh, that's pretty eye-opening considering this is a draft with Aiden Hutchinson's, Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, a lot of big names. Jermaine Johnson, a guy that you love. Mm -hmm. But Sauce Gardner, uh, number one. And as Ben Solak mentioned, and I agree, for Jets like him, Giants like him. Yeah. Giants have five and seven. And Jets are sitting there at four, and you think maybe even Houston at three. Could, Absolutely. Uh, hold the trigger. So, going into break, by the way, quick update. Uh, the Golden State Warriors trying to pull away here from Denver, leading 72-59. to 59, And when midway through the third quarter, 72-59. Uh, to 59, the, uh, the Capitals have completed a victory over the Colorado Avalanche. That's a big win. That's a huge win. Yeah. And now, they're not in really... Uh, in a situation, Sean, because they're trying to get into to take the Pittsburgh Penguins spot as the three seed uh, in the Atlantic Division, as opposed to the wild card where they had to play Florida. However, right, they are flying into Vegas tonight. <laughs> I, I, I am. Uh, I believe that is a that is a confirmed thing. So, so you're saying they they're, they're going to have fun tonight. The Vegas game is probably we can fade them. I don't know. Well, you tell me. You're watching Vegas right Listen, now. Listen, I need Vegas to win by two goals. It's 1-1 against the Devils at the end of two. So they have a third period where I need them to win by two or more goals. What I really love is them to come out and get up 4-1 or something. But I had a three-team parlay tonight. Knights, puck line, Kraken, and Canucks money line. So right now the Kraken are up 3-2. The Canucks are up. 3-2. The Knights are tied 1-1. So we got a lot of hockey left, but it's trending in the right direction. How about this? Aaron Oster just passed this along to me. So the Caps, they were a underdog uh, at plus 165 at, a good at number. most spots in town. They win. They win 3-2. They are the first underdog to win in the NHL since Thursday. Wow. I mean, that's – they play a lot of games every night. Play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, full slate. First underdog to win since Thursday. Now – The Canucks were the underdog, so I need that to change. More importantly, I need well, Golden Knights uh, well, who are minus 350 Canucks to were win by two goals. Well, depending on where you played it. Yeah. They were the favorite here. the at stars closed minus 110, so it was close. Well, Vancouver's up. This is a huge night. I mean, yeah. Vegas needs to – Right. Get their you know what together because they the need, stars are losing. Dallas is losing, yeah. yeah, and they might get a uh, hungover Capitals team on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so we just had a bit of a surprise here. Sean has gone back to the tape, yep, and just likes what he sees from Sam Howell. Yep, and I've seen it consistently, and I think Howell's dealing with the expectations that the North Carolina team had. Coming into this season, a lot of people were talking about top three college football playoff, and he faded him week one. Yeah, against Virginia Tech, and yeah. he lost all his guys. You know, he, Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Darmy Brown, and Daz Newsom, and Daz Newsom, all gone. Not many teams, and their offensive line was garbage. Right, not many teams can lose that kind of firepower and just reload. And you know, North Carolina unfortunately isn't one of those teams. So I think people fell off with Sam a little bit, you know. But remember. 
Sam did it for three years. He wasn't a one-year wonder. And I think that should matter. Like, to me, that means something. And as, as I, I, I transition into Desmond Ritter. By the way, I just want to say something real quickly because a, a story, a, um, I wouldn't say, you look at, I'm trying to think about a quarterback who comes to mind who didn't have a ton of games started. What's interesting is that this year's class, man, they've got a lot of starts. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett started 49 games. That's right. Malik Willis, 23, so not a ton there. Desmond Ritter, 49 Matt Corral, thir- uh, 27, so not a ton there. And Sam Howell started 37 games. Sam Howell started, I believe, every game of his career. Yep. So Durable. 92 over 23 for his whole career. Freshman year, it was 38 over 7, Sean. Right. So, Desmond right, Ritter. Let's get to Desmond Ritter. Physically, he's what you want. 6'3", 215, can put on some weight. He can easily get to 225. Like you said. Played a lot. Very a lot of, experienced. Four-year yep. starter. I want to say he finished Cincinnati as a third winning his quarterback in NCAA history, if I'm not mistaken. Won a lot of games. Has a that. lot of raw talent. But explain this to me. This past season, 65% completion percentage, 3,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, eight picks, rushed for 355 and six. He started all the games his first three years at Cincy. You know the most touchdown passes he threw in a season? 20. You know the most yards he threw for in a season? 2,400. So it took him four years to get to this point after playing all that time. So I'm just always wary of those kind of guys because they're showing that the gestation period for them is longer than, in my opinion, it should be for a guy getting selected in the first round. Another thing, I told you during the year, I actually did like a, a, a state of the union with Desmond Ritter about <laughs> his personality, his intangibles, his maturity level. If you've watched any of the draft specials, you've heard a lot of people say, oh, he grew up so much when he had the child. Mm-hmm. He had the child midseason. So see, I'm the type of person as a former coach. When somebody tells me he grew up, why did it take him that long? And why did it take him three and a half years to become – the leader in some senses that they were expecting and looking for. His daughter was born in April. Right. She's about a year. Right, about a year old. Yeah. Go to the uh, semifinal game Mm -hmm. against Georgia, and I just want you to watch it on mute, and I just want you to watch when Cincinnati has the ball, and you look at Desmond Ritter's mannerisms, body language, and tell me what you see. That's the guy we're taking the first round and build my franchise around. So I just don't think he's emotionally or physically ready to be a starter day one. And, again, I hope all these quarterbacks go in the top ten. I want them to make all the money they can. Trust me, I do. But I also know that the second contract is where the really, really big money comes, and not a lot of guys get a lot of second chances. Mitch Trubisky was drafted. Number two. Number two. Failed in Chicago, had to go sit behind Josh Allen, in Buffalo, and then is on a, what, one-year deal in Pittsburgh? If Mitch Trubisky was drafted after Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in that draft, he'd still be the starting quarterback of the Bears because the expectation would have been completely different, which means the narrative surrounding his results would have been a lot different. But the expectation that comes with going high in that draft, it ruins a lot of players. So Desmond Ritter, I think think the most likely – I keep hearing his name, though, so I think he's going in the first. 
I just keep hearing his name. I know. That's why I made the bet with you on Friday. I think 32 is a potential at Detroit. Uh-huh. Uh, I've seen Tennessee 26. I think for Desmond Ritter, nobody's talking about him coming in day one and starting. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Kenny Pickett, maybe Malik Willis have to do. But could he be successful, Sean? Say he goes to the Titans at 26, and he's sitting behind Ryan Tannehill, a, a winning culture down there. Would that be beneficial to a guy like Desmond Ritter? Can he grow in that Titan system? Because uh, I hear what you're saying. That's probably like a best-case scenario, but my argument for you would be, who is Tennessee bypassing that can help Mike Vrabel and that squad win now? You only have so many years with Derrick Henry. Historically, a running back that gets that many carries, that gets hit that many times, eventually the wear and tear catches up with him, so... Yes, that's the right decision for Desmond Ritter, but who was there and available that can help us win now? By the way, the Warriors now up 16 with three and change to go in the third quarter. In the third quarter. In the third quarter. In the third quarter. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L E E S A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.